honor to be here with you. I've never been um, to East Tennessee uh, for revival. I've been here, graduated from Lee right across that. I don't know which way I'm going, but somewhere over there and then went to the School of Theology. And I, I just got a text um, from your state administrative bishop, Bishop Wayne Doherty, and he wanted me to greet you. He did give me slight, uh, you know, a slight palpitation because he said, hey, I'm walking in the side door. Where are you sitting? <laughs> bishop Wayne Doherty and I go way, way, way back. Um, back in the early 2000s, I went to his church when he was still a, a senior pastor, he was in Dillon, South Carolina, and um, I went there for a Sunday to Wednesday revival, much like what we're having right here, and nine weeks later, I left Dillon, South Carolina, and the last night we had revival, you, all, you almost think nine weeks, you know, that thing started trickling down, you know, and we just finally, when it got down to just a few people, we decided just to hang it up. That was not the case. The last night of that revival, there were a little over 850 people still packed up all through the, the balcony. Um, and, and so he just texted me, and, and after he gave me that slight little um, um, flutter, he said, um, he said, I'm just kidding. Please tell them that I love them and, and tell them that I am proud of the pastor and his wife there and so proud of you guys and how you guys have, have just begun to just take on a whole new season. Amen. Are you, are you excited about what God has in plans for this church? I said, are you excited about what God's going to do right here? A couple of things about me, just because I won't take every night this week to, to, to share um, too much of this. I've known Paul Dyer for um, um, 93 of his 91 years of existence. No, I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. He, um, um, he, said, he said something coming over here. He said, King, one day I'm going to be like you. And I said, what, fat and bald? Uh, he's getting the bald part from the back. He's just trying to start back here and come to the front. He's like, he's like a lot of church folk I know. They start in the back and they move their way to... It's okay. Listen, listen. We, we'll, we're going to get in the Word in just a moment, but until then, let's have a good time. Amen? Let's laugh. I tell people all the time, I think the church is the original... I think. Let me say it this way. I think the bars isn't nothing but the devil's cheap counterfeit or the way we ought to be in the church. Are you hearing me? Say, I grew up old school. Are you listening to me? I'm old school. I'm so old, I made the school. Are you hearing me? And I mean, I come from the running, the shouting, the running, the tops of the pews. I grew up where people run these tops up here and just take off with their eyes. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but I'm, I grew up, believe it or not, I grew up when we still had a pot belly stove, and I, I didn't grow up in the hills of Kentucky, I from South Carolina, I grew up when they still had a pot belly stove in the middle, in the, in the corner, and people would go over there and get fiery coals out with their hands and run around the church and their hands never get burnt. Sure enough, I, now y'all looking at me like y'all ain't never heard of that stuff. We, we need to do a class on Like a Mighty Army, Charles Kahn, and talk about, man, see, I grew up when people ran, shouted, spoke in tongues. I, I grew up when we used to have church on Sunday night till about 1, 2, or 3 in the morning. Now, we're not going to... 
I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if you're here to 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I will hang with you, but it's all on you, not on me. I'm going I'm to get, get in this thing, and, and then we're going to have church. For the last eight weeks, I've been the evangelist. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to share with you. I want you to know where I come from and sort of what's happening in our life and, and sort of what I've been sharing with you, Pastor. And I think probably um, he could have he had anybody come preach revival. You hear me? Um, Bishop Wayne Doherty even even aggravated him and said, man, I appointed him there and now he won't even let me come preach. And, you know, he was aggravating. He could have had anybody, but there's something going on at our church. It, it happened on Pentecost Sunday. And can I just be real? Can I, I might as well just, you know, let my hair down. <laughs> if you didn't laugh at that, it's because you ain't got no hair either. And No, I... I, I yeah. I, I'm going to be real honest with you. If you don't like real honest preachers, I'm not your guy. If you like fluff and pomp and circumstance, I'm probably not your guy. I'm just, I'm a used car dealer's son. My dad wasn't a preacher. I'm not fourth generation. Uh, I am fourth generation Church of God, but not fourth generation preacher. Are we live? How y'all doing? Yeah, glory, hallelujah. Um, I got Vimo. I got PayPal. No, I'm just kidding. That's what all of them internet preachers are doing now um <laughs> so so um I, i've been pastoring the same church for um going on 18 years we planted it with seven people um six of those were me my wife my mom and daddy because they had to come or i disown them and my wife's mom and daddy because they are my in-laws and needed to get saved and uh, it's a joke people they really did need to get saved. And so, um, we gotta, I am in Tennessee. Y'all know I'm in Tennessee. You got the gun on the front row. What in the world is going on? I'm sorry. I am ADD. I apologize. Squirrel, what? What was I saw? Um, that's yours over there, ain't it? Don't lie. Um, the sad part is, if it was in China, it would have been loaded. It ain't got nothing in it. No. Mm. So anyway, been pastoring the same church for going on 18 years. I love my church. Like I said, we started it with seven people. My wife and I, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and um, uh, my in-laws. And after 18 years of church, I honestly got tired of it. I'm going to try to hold my composure here for a minute. I got sick of church. Just did. If you think preachers don't get hurt in church, you don't know a good preacher real close. When somebody leaves a church, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm trying to get to the camels are coming, which is my sermon title for tonight. But I feel led of God to share this. When somebody leaves the church, more times than not, it has to do with the pastor. And that hurts. After 18 years in the same church, when somebody leaves the church, it, it breaks my heart. I can even almost secretly want them to be leaving the church, and it still breaks my heart when it happens. Two years ago, I lost my mom, and my mom went through... I lost my dad in 15, my mom in 17. 
But my mom had gotten sick. My dad had a, had a stroke and passed away f- within a few hours. But my mom, I watched her. And when she passed away, I was almost relieved. Sorry. A few weeks later, it hit me that she was gone. Then my heart broke. And so when you're a pastor and people leave, you can almost secretly be relieved, especially if they were troubled. And we, such thing as a troubled church member. But once they leave, it hurts. And I had been hurt for 18 years. I, our church runs, I don't know how big this church is, but we run about 200. We'd gotten up to about 400, slipped back down to 200. But we have seen in 17 years over 2,000 thousand individual people come through the doors it's a lot of people leaving and it hurt in 2006 I lost a son his name was Judah so when you see Judah church it ain't because we're real well we are real loud (laughs) we we the loudest thing in our town cops come every week saying y'all got to turn it down the people across the street are mad I made a promise when we started the church, there ain't no youth going to have a better sound system in their car than I got in the house of God. They come in going, boom, 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 boom. I just look up and say, turn the subs up, we'll shut them down. And so we've been through it. The reason I'm telling you this is we've been through it, and I got to that place where I was just like, you know, I think I'm done. So I called the overseer, and I said, I think I'm done. He said, you want to move? I said, no, I'm done. You want to go to another church? I said, no, I'm done. Well, what are you going to do? I had to answer to all life's problems, brother. I wouldn't need to be a preacher. There's better money in other fields if you've got all the answers. I said, I don't know. I'm just done. I'm tired. And so for two years, I went through that. Every Sunday and every Wednesday, every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, I went through not wanting to be there. I would sit in my car. Am I okay? I'd sit in my car and I would cry before I'd have to go into the church building. I was begging God, just let me go. My wife said, well, if you quit, are we still going to go to church? And I said, I don't know. Now, I know that's, I know. I just saw some of your eyebrows go, what? I love God. I just didn't like the church. And so on Pentecost Sunday, I walk into my building and I'm going to have church. You know, it's Pentecost Sunday. Bless the Lord. And I'm a Pentecostal. It's our day. It's Super Bowl for us. I mean, the Holy Ghost has got to move on Pentecost Sunday. I mean, it's just like sacrilegious if he don't. And he didn't. And I get up every, I I know this is a little Joel Osteen. I'm sorry, I'm not against him. Don't get mad. Don't tweet me. Don't Facebook me. But I'm a little bit like Joel Osteen at the end of our services. I pray a blessing over everybody. And I say, may the Lord bless and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Bless you coming in. Bless you going out. Go with God. You can't go wrong. Hallelujah. Get out of here. I'm ready to go get my chicken dinner. Not at Chick-fil-A because they're not open on Sunday. And while I understand that, I still don't have to like it. 
That is God's chicken coop right there, brother. And I got up to pray my blessing over the people. I said, lift your hands. May the Lord bless and keep you. And I couldn't go no further. And then I got mad because I couldn't go no further. And I started it over. I said, may the Lord. I, I remembered the words. I just couldn't say them. And I said, may the Lord bless and keep you. Then I felt all them eyes looking at me saying, you done said that. And then I got angry. And I started crying. And under my breath, I, I said, what are you doing to me? Talking to the Lord. And I told everybody in the middle, I said, if you'll just bow your head and close your eyes. Apparently, he's not done. Now, I know, I know, I can, I can feel it, y'all like, you talk to God that way, you ought to hear how he talks to me. It's not in King James, I can tell you that right now. And he just, he just, and, and I closed and I, I just stood there frustrated, and I was just pouring my heart out to God in my mind. And when I opened my eyes, the altars had filled. And since Pentecost Sunday, in our little church in this little town of Anderson, South Carolina, as of today, we've seen 104 people saved since Pentecost Sunday. And we have seen 197 people get baptized in water. Now, I, I can tell because the church has almost lost the baptism part of things. We really have. We'll have one a year, thank you, Jesus. I wish I could have just one a year. I got people traveling in from Illinois just to get baptized in water. And I don't have a baptismal pool. I bought a horse trough from the tractor supply. And I know that's all cool nowadays in these churches, but it wasn't cool to me because you don't have a heater in a horse trough. So now I got people getting baptized and I go, whoa, that's cold. Now I know I'm redneck. No, I mean really redneck. You can't stop a redneck with a dream, brother. Let me just go ahead and tell you. So I told them boys, I said, we got to heat this water. How you want us to heat the water? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. So I went to the Home Depot, and I bought me some Schedule 40. And I bought me a PVC square with the T dropped down in it. And at the bottom of the T, I have me a hot water heater element. And that thing floats around that water and heats it just perfect. I thought that works so good, I went and bought me another one to heat it twice as fast. But I can't baptize people with that thing floating around because I'm not an electrician and I don't trust myself. 
What are you saying? I'm trying to tell you that God wants to move. God wants to do something. We're not in here trying to get out of here before he comes. He's coming for a bride that is spotless and blameless and that's ready. Listen, let me tell you something. He's not coming for a bride that's in the vestibule on oxygen just trying to barely make it. He's coming for a bride that is alive and well, casting out devils, raising the dead, and healing sick folk. I come by to tell you in this church that God wants to do something in this house. It's not just happening in Anderson, South Carolina. It's happening in Georgia. It's happening in Florida. It's happening in Louisiana. It's happening anywhere somebody will open up their minds and hearts to the move of God. There's a revival going over in North Georgia. I'd never heard about it. Till I started baptizing people, now they now we've done had two or three of them come over. I got Todd Smith coming over in October because it's happening. It's happening everywhere, and people. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. People ask me all the time, "Why are you baptizing people?" I have preachers. Why are you baptizing my members? Because apparently, when you did it, it didn't work. See, baptism, is, it's blown my mind. Can I, am I okay? I'm trying to get to my message because it's good. I, it, this thing's blown my mind. Because I, I, we didn't start baptizing on Pentecost Sunday. We didn't start baptizing. You know, I told you 197 people have been baptized in water. That hasn't been since July 3rd. And it messed me up because it wasn't supposed to be on July 3rd. It was supposed to be on July 7th, which is a Sunday. Because God understands us baptizing on Sunday, but not Wednesday. But I'm ADD, and I get a little... And so on Wednesday night, we had the pool ready, and I thought, well, hey, why not? So I said, hey, the pool's ready. If you want to get baptized tonight, let me see your hand. I didn't think nobody was crazy enough to do it because nobody came prepared. Thirteen people stood up to get baptized that night. I looked at them and I said, are you ready? They went, we didn't know you was doing it. So I looked at one of the ladies in my church. I said, go to Walmart. Buy me everything. Get them some clothes so they can get baptized. We went to Walmart. How much did we buy? $300, something like that. About $300 worth of outfits. Well, I baptized 13 people that night. But here's the powerful one. I said, now y'all got to understand why she was going to Walmart. It took her forever because, you know, they don't open but one line. It took them forever. So I had to do a little baptism teaching. And I said, well, now you know that baptism signifies the death, burial, and resurrection. Right? Isn't that what we teach? And so I'm teaching. Well, that night, this young girl, eight years old, go on my Facebook. I, I got it all documented. 
Eight years, I feel the Holy Ghost. She's eight years old. She gets in the pool, and I said, honey, now see, some of y'all, I saw some of you clap about the North Georgia Revival. We, we had not really even been, uh, um, 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 you know, didn't know nothing about it. And so I'm flying like, don't know what I'm doing. And so this little eight-year-old girl gets in my pool, and I said, sweetheart, what you doing in this pool? She said, she's my drummer's daughter. Has been sick since she was two years old. Y'all know these little trampoline parks? And they got the foam pits. Every time she jumps in one of those foam pits, we don't know what it is. She breaks out and she's out of school for almost a week. She's got severe asthma. She can't even walk to the mailbox without having an attack. She puffs. That, uh, you know, I don't have asthma, so I don't understand it all, but she puffs on that little puffing thing. and she I mean, it's, it's bad. She's on breathing treatments every morning, every night since she was two years old. This ain't no double shit. This ain't no mild case of anything. And she got in the pool. And she, I said, baby, what you doing in this pool? She said, well, I got baptized two years ago. And I'm thinking, well, good. She said, I just understand it better now. I don't know. I I can't explain it. But what she said next messed up an old theological Pentecostal master's degree from the Church of God School of Theology mindset. Are you listening to me? She said, yeah. She said, I'm burying things tonight. And I thought, eight years old, what you got to bury, honey? She said, I want to bury asthma in this water tonight. And it messed me up because I'm like, well, this is just symbolic and this is just what we do. And it's like communion. You know, we don't know how we do. And I said, but it hit me and I thought, well, if you can bury the old man and a new man rides up, then why, why can't you double share? Why can't you bury sickness and disease? Why can't that be part of it too? Last Thursday, that happened July 3rd. Last Thursday, she was completely, 100% released from her lung doctor and from all other doctors. She is 100% documented, healed by the power of Jesus. I can't understand it because the water looks the same as it came out of the tap. But there is something about burying something in a baptism pool that's real. Don't let that scare you. It's just something new I picked up. I don't know where it come from except for maybe my granny. And she's been dead since 94. But every now and again all all you can do is just yell. And I said, when he, when he called me and he started saying, he said, I think I'm going to fill up the baptismal pool. My exact words were, now I call him Paul, but pastor, I said, pastor, you better watch out. God has put fire on that pool, brother. I just come by to tell you that God's about to do something in this church. 
Oh, I, I, I got to get a few more of you on board here. I said, God, I don't care. Listen, I understand. I hear people saying it all the time. I tell people it's weird because I, I, I can't read minds, but boy, I sure do hear a lot of stuff while I'm preaching. And somebody just said, well, he's been doing stuff in this church, brother. Let me tell you, I'm not here to combat or debate that whatsoever. But I told my church this morning, we're not going to another level. We're going through to another dimension. You know what the difference is? I can climb those steps and go to another level right there, but I'm in the same building. I can't go through to another dimension and stay even in the same building anymore. Hey, I'm ready to quit going to levels, and I'm ready to go into a whole new dimension of God. I'm not satisfied until, I'm telling you, and then something done wrecked me. Are you hearing me? Something has messed me up. Then one of my best friends, his name is Don Allen. If you do follow the North Georgia Revival, he preaches there a lot. And he, but he's been a friend of mine for years and years and years. And he came to our church. He called me on a Tuesday. He said, what do y'all do on Wednesday nights? And I said, we have church. He said, well, I'm coming to see you. I said, well, you're going to preach. He said, no, 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 no. He said, I'm on vacation. I was supposed to go to Florida, but there's a storm coming in down there, and I don't want to go down there and spend all that money on a storm. He said, I'm just going to come see my friend Scott. I said, well, you're going to preach. He said, no, I don't want to preach. I said, well, listen, you're going to preach because I'm the pastor over here in South Carolina. You can pastor in Georgia, okay? But when you come, you can come prepared or you can look crazy when I call your name when it's time to preach. But either way, you're going to preach. So come prepare. That night he preached about being dirty and being able to wash yourself clean, and being able to, and, and he said the problem is we come to God dirty all the time, and we don't allow him to clean us, and so we just come in dirty and we leave dirty. And I, I remember when I used to be a kid, when I'd come out of the shower, you know what my mama would say? The first thing she'd say, did you use soap? Because she was teaching me something early. Number one, I need to take a real bath. And number two, you can go into some water, but you can come out just as dirty. I remember Steve Hill said at one time, he said, you can go to hell with baptismal water on your face because the water don't cleanse you, but the act will if you allow it to change your heart. Are you listening to me? And that night it happened again. I wanted to close the service. I said, may the Lord bless and keep you. Make his face. And I stopped again. And now I'm really, really mad, okay? Because not one time, but two times. And when God stops you and you're a preacher and you can't talk, it is frustrating. Because everybody looking at you like you're supposed to have something to say and he won't let me say nothing. And I dropped my head. And that was the first time I told my church. I said, I told them the story I told you. I said, I've, been, I've spent the last two years trying to figure out a way to how to get out of ministry. I've spent the last two years trying to figure out a way to quit. Working on my exit strategy. And I said, it's not because I don't love you. It's because in the grand scheme of things, I'm the dirtiest person in this. I said, I don't have sin in my life. I'm just bitter. I go places all the time, hold nine-week revivals, six-week revivals. The last year we was on the road full-time. I preached 48 weeks that year in only seven churches. We averaged six-point-something weeks per revival. But I come home and it seems like it ain't doing nothing. And I keep asking God, why don't you do it here? 
you sent me here, do it here. And I done come, I done went through all the excuses I could go through. Well, you know, a prophet hath no honor. Hallelujah. That's just quoting scripture to make your mind at ease. Because when you quote that scripture, what you're really saying is, I really want it to happen here, but since it's not, I got to have a reason for it. And that night I fell on my face in front of the whole congregation. And I said, I repent because I want a move of God worse than all of you, but I'm so bitter. I feel like the widow woman when the prophet sent his servant to her and said, just ask her what I can do for her. The first words out of her mouth, knowing that she didn't have a child but wanted one, she said, tell him I don't have need of nothing. Because, see, you can be so, I'm preaching real good right now. You can be so hungry for something, and you can go so hungry that you're not hungry anymore. Did you hear what I just said? If you've ever fasted more than one day, you know that first day is hard, but that second two or three, four days, it gets easier. Because you can get so hungry that you're not hungry anymore. Even though your body needs food. And I wanted a move of God so badly that I'd done gotten bitter. And every time I had preachers come, I said, Oh, God's going to do something here, brother. This is special. This is special. This is a special place. This is awesome. God's going to do something here. They'd, they'd love it. I had the general overseer, Tim Hill, come in. And he said, Oh, brother, this is special. This is awesome. God's got it. Well, God's got your number. He's going to do it. I just wanted to say, I wish he would hurry up. I mean, because I'd heard that for so long, and it wasn't happening, and it wasn't happening. I was just like, God, please. And so I'd gotten bitter. I'd gotten so bitter that I'd gotten jealous of everybody where it was happening. Hello. You ain't never prayed for something, and God give it to your best friend that works across the hall from you. You act like you all holy too, but God sees, God sees. Because it's hard to be happy for somebody else getting something you've been praying for for so long. But I had to learn that I, how I responded to him doing it for everybody else is key. It's key. If I can't celebrate him blessing you, he'll never let me be blessed. Ah! And that night I laid on my face before the Lord and that night God showed up in a mighty way. What am I trying to tell you? I'm just trying to tell you that's sort of where I come from. And I believe that God doesn't just take me places anymore. We do preach a lot. But I don't think that it's just happenstance that we've come right here right now. I believe that there is something special about this house. And I believe that there's something special about you people. Some of you a little more special than others, but hey, I'm not here to judge. But I do believe that God wants to do something. And I do believe, believe it or not, one thing I had to learn is I had to get rid of my pride. Pride is a, is, is a detriment to a move of God. So tonight, when I'm just telling you, I'm putting you on warning right now, just going ahead, putting it out there so that you get your mind wrapped around it, get your spirit wrapped around it. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I know you didn't come prepared, but there's a few more folk in here need to get baptized, and I don't care if you got baptized. Listen, I've been baptized in the Jordan River. You don't get more holy than that. But as soon as God stirred that water, I said, I want to be in it. 
And I let that man right there on the end of this row baptize me right there. I said, Floyd, you got to baptize me because I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to miss a move of God. I have waited too long. I've gone too long. I've prayed too much. And I'm ready to see God do something in every church we go into. How long do I have? All night. Woo! I don't know who said that, but everybody just looked at you like you just made a hundred and blowed the curve. Amen. I don't know. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I just want you to understand that there is something special. And I'm going to tell you to your face. You'll learn me over the next couple of nights. I don't fluff. When I started preaching 29 years ago, the Lord said, I want you to preach every night like that's the last night they're ever going to let you preach. And I'm telling you to your face, if I didn't feel it, I wouldn't tell. I tell you, I don't feel it in this place. I have done it before. Go to Asheville, North Carolina and ask them if I didn't. I ain't been invited. I told them that they had the hall of hell. Because I went down and they had all the preachers they had went through. 40 years, 42 preachers. I said, boy, y'all preacher killers. They didn't like it. And I said, I don't feel the move of God in this place at all. I stayed one more night and got run out of Asheville, North Carolina. I don't say that to brag. I'm just telling you, if I didn't feel it, I would tell you. You know, I'd just preach and get out of here because I'm hungry. I feel something in this house. And I feel like God wants to do something with you guys. I don't think, I don't know this area that well, but I don't think it's hit yet. I don't think the revival God wants to send in this place. Look, can I just tell you one more story? And I, I promise I'll, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. I can promise you I've got a sermon. I'm not one of them preachers. I, I, I got a sermon, but God's messing me up a little bit. I was heading to my church one night, and my church is right behind. You know we're holy, because we're right behind Chick-fil-A, glory, hallelujah, and the Publix. Woo! You know it, brother. I got Chick-fil-A there, got Publix there, and I got some of the best barbecue anywhere right there. And boy, when it, you know, they ain't open. You know it's good barbecue when they ain't got to open but two days a week, hallelujah. They sell out, and it smells up on Wednesday night. They're getting that stuff stirred up. And, man, I tell the guy that owns that place, I said, that ain't nothing but the devil right there, man. You doing that to me. And I was heading to church. So we are one block off of the busiest road in our town. It's called Clemson Boulevard. Chili's, Zaxby's, the mall, everything's on that road. So it's a busy, busy, busy road. It's on six lanes going through town. If you've ever been to Anderson, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> One block is this little cut-through road. And I love this little cut-through road. It's a quarter of a mile away from my church. But when you turn on that road, you feel like you're going through the Smoky Mountain National Forest. It's a real closed-in road with all these trees. I love it. I love it. So before I go to church, every Sunday and every Wednesday, I go down that road and I pull off the side of the road. And that's where I pray, because if a preacher pulls up in the parking lot, somebody be like, Preacher, we ain't got no toilet paper. Okay, what do you do when that happens at home? I mean, it, you know, you know, you get, you know, and people, preacher, 
don't know. You know, just I'm trying to pray in my truck. So I park. So I get ready and I turn down this road one block from the busiest road in our whole county. And our county isn't too small. A thousand people. Busy road. I turn down that road and in the middle of the road are six deer. One block from the busiest road in our town. And it startled me. It shocked me. I'm not a deer hunter, but I, that, that, that just didn't look normal to me. I expect them to be in the woods, not on this road, and I'm across your parking lot from the busiest road in my county. And I put on my brakes, and of course, they took off running, right? And the Holy Spirit spoke in my ears, clear as I've ever heard him. He said, they don't look like they belong here, do they? I said, God, no. I mean, you know, they, they belong out in the country somewhere and in some woods and, you know, running. And he said, they're going to say that about this revival too. They're going to say it doesn't belong here. That it should have come to Atlanta or Charlotte or it should have come to, to Greenville, South Carolina. But they're going to say it shouldn't have never come to Anderson. And when they do, you tell them this. You tell them I didn't come because you were worthy. I came because you were hungry. That night, I went and I told that story to my church. And I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost. Now, if you don't understand what that is, we'll have a class after church and explain what drunk in the Holy Ghost is to you. I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost that I prayed for people all the way out into the parking lot. I had people getting slain in the Holy Ghost in the parking lot. They were hitting asphalt. Pia! Pia! like a sniper shooter were hitting them. I'm telling you, they were dropping in my foyer. They were dropping in the bathrooms. They were everywhere they went. The Holy Ghost was hitting people all over that building. Why? Because we are hungry. And I want to tell you, I, I sense a hunger in this house for a move of the Holy Ghost. And I believe if we will obey Him tonight, we're going to see things happen like you've never seen before. Yes, Lord. Ah. Come on, just lift your hands up all over this place. If you want God to do something in this room right now, hey, listen, I'm not conventional. Woo! Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, just hold your hands up and just tell Him right now. Tell Him that you're ready for it. God, we've been praying for it. There's some of y'all been praying for the Holy Ghost to hit this place like nobody's business. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come in this place right now. Come in this place. Yeah, I feel that, sister. The Holy Ghost is here. Don't wait on me. He's here already. He's here. He's here. If we don't do nothing else, we get too conditioned to have it a certain way. Quit worrying about what we're going to do next. And don't quit worrying about it not following our order. He is here right now. He's here right now. I said he's here right now. He will touch you and he, hey, 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 hey. he will heal you. He will touch you. He will bless you. He's here right now. Come on, 
Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Woo! Yes! There is joy in your waters, <laughs> river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. <laughs> there is joy in your waters, let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. Let joy rise, let joy rise, let joy rise, I've been made new. Let joy rise, let joy rise, let joy rise, I've been made new. Let's do this real quick. Just keep playing. Keep playing. If you're here, before we do baptism, before we do anything else, if you are here and I see the Holy Spirit dancing on the hearts and lives of a lot of people in this room right now, if you are in this room and you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter if you need a healing in your body. It doesn't matter if you need to get your life right with God. It doesn't matter if you just want to go deeper and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Whatever it is you need from God, I want you to get up out of your seat, and I want you to meet me here in this altar for just a moment. Will you come? Thank you. God bless. Will you come? Come on. Come on. Come on. All over this building, will you come? I want to pray for you before we go any further. Come on, if you're down here, just throw Let your hands up real quick. He's here. He's here. Don't wait Let on us to come rise. by and pray for you, but in just a moment, we are. Let and I want you to let God have his way. I want let you to let God have his way. Let joy rise, let joy rise. 
rise up in you. There is joy in the waters. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There is healing in the waters. There is healing in the waters. Oh, there is healing in the waters. I've been made new. There is healing in the waters. There is healing in the waters. There is healing in the waters. I've been made new. Let healing rise, healing rise, healing rise, I've been made new. over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There is joy in your waters. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Let your rise, let your Let your rise, let your rise, 
to the river deep and I feel you move through me and it's here where you make wrong things right your spirit opens my eyes and my heart it comes alive and it's your love bringing me alive there is joy Waters. Let your river rush over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There is joy in the waters. Let your river rush over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Let your rise. Let joy rise, let joy rise, I've been made new. Let joy rise, let joy rise, let joy rise, I've been made new. There is joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There is joy in the waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Let your rise. Let joy rise, I've been made new. Let joy rise, let joy rise, let joy rise, I've been made new. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I've been made whole. I've been made new. There is joy in the waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I've been made whole. I've been made new. There is peace in your waters. 
There is peace in your waters. There is peace in your waters. I've been made new. Oh, there is peace in your waters. There is peace in your waters. There is peace in your waters. I've been made new. I just feel like I have a word for some of you. There's a story in John. And it talks about a pool that beggars and blind and those who <laughs> those who had an ailment and they would wait by the pool. And when the waters were stirred, Whoever got in would be healed, and it didn't matter what it was. And I've always wondered about that story. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord is stirring the waters. He's stirring the waters. He's stirring the waters. And he's saying, whoever gets in, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to speak to you. Woo! I'm going to restore your marriage. Woo! Come on. I'm going to answer that prayer. You better get in. Woo! You better get in. Let your right let your rise, let your rise, I've been made new. Let your rise, let your rise, let your rise, I've been made new. Let your rise, let your eyes, let your eyes, I've been made
joy in your waters let your river rushing over my soul i'm free i'm cleansed i'm made whole i've been made new there is joy in your waters let your river rushing over my soul i'm free i'm cleansed i'm made whole i've been made new let your rise let your rise let your rise i've been made new let your rise let your I'm ready to see some old things pass away. Amen? I don't know if you're ready or not. But we're about to baptize Harley first. He wants to be baptized because he's accepted Jesus as his King and Savior. Amen? But if you too would like to be baptized, well, for whatever reason that means, if it's saying, I gave my life to Jesus and my life is no longer mine, then if that's you and you want tonight to be that night, prepared or unprepared, come on up. So I got one. Who else? All right.
Man, I am super excited to... To have a young person... If you don't mind. I can see them people looking at me. If I drop this and I... Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I'm telling you what, in a world that is so against our young people, that's fighting to destroy the lives of young people and children, to take away their identity, to have a young person say, I trust Jesus, it's a big deal. But I'm not only believing for ties for that purpose, he walked in with crutches. I'm believing you're going to walk away without them. All right? I want to... What is wrong with your ankle? I sprained my ankle playing football. Sprained his ankle. Remember the word of the Lord, it's not the qualified, 
It's the hungry. When you're hungry, you don't you don't care what it looks like. You just you just gotta get a bite. Amen.
say it quick because I'm not going to steal his thunder, but God just said that there's a grandparent in here right now, and you have a grandchild, I don't know if it's a son or a daughter, a grandson or granddaughter, but I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me as clear as crystal, and he brought back what I said right over there, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me right now, but that, that grandchild is in a bad situation, I don't know what that means to you, I'm, I'm not here to judge, but that grandchild's in a bad situation, and you've been praying for that baby been praying that God would save that child, but I'm telling you, when this young man, I'm telling you, this, you remember what I said over there, how you celebrate somebody else's is how God brings it, I'm telling you, you better hear me, and I don't want, I don't want to hear this when I got to feel the spirit stuff, you feel in the spirit right now, but when we baptize this young man, if you'll let out a shout, God's going to hit God's going to hear that shout, and he's going to go get that baby, you better hear what I just said. God's going to go get that man.
Come on, pray, church. Let's pray that the Lord does a mighty work even right now inside of Jay's body. In the name of Jesus. He said, I want to bury psoriasis, kidney failure, and arthritis. Let's go die in this book. Right now. right now and I'm challenging you in the name of Jesus to obey the spirit of the Lord we can figure out outfits later in the name of Jesus and you know it's you I don't like calling you out but the Lord wants to heal you and he told Naaman to dip seven times this is just one time so get out of your seat and get in the water. There's joy in the water. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free. I'm cleansed. I'm made whole. I've been made. Woo! Come on. There's joy in the waters. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free. I'm cleansed. I'm made whole. I've been Let your rise, let your rise, let your rise, I've been made new. Let your rise, 
I don't know if you know, but Linda is a prayer warrior. She prays for a lot of us throughout the week. And Linda knows the Lord. She has seen the glory of the Lord with her eyes. If you get a chance to talk with her about it, let her tell you some stories about the move of the Holy Spirit, about the Shekinah glory of God. Let your eyes, let your eyes, let your eyes, I've been made
your life, let your life have been made new. Let your life, let your life, let your life have been made new. There is joy in the water. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm clear. I've been faith of a child. That's how we come and enter the kingdom of God. Let the man of God roar in Jesus' name. 
your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm I've been made new.
This is a revival starter. I want to break pride off of my life.
so I feel short too. She just said, and it, it's not just her, but she just said that word for the grandbaby was for me. I want you, I want you to hear me. I was standing right over there when um, I call him Red. I don't know his name. Bro, you touched me. You obeyed God. And I, I need you to hear this. When he got in, the Holy Ghost just reminded me. Simple story. You know what you've heard a hundred people preach on it. The pool of Bethesda. And there's some people. We're not. Hey, look at me. I'm ready to go eat. I don't mean that funny. I'm starving. I left church, drove straight to the airport, got in my airplane, and I parked it right over here in Pigeon Forge. I ate a pack of crackers for supper. And I say that to tell you I'm not rushing nothing. I'll, I'll call a fast. But I'm telling you right now, there's some of you in this room, and the reason I say that is not to be mean, but to show you I'm not just trying to keep this pool filled up. But there's some of you, you've got every excuse in the book and you're going to miss your healing you're going to miss and I'm not talking physical This she's not in here just I don't guess you're in here for a physical healing you're in here for that grandbaby obedience is better than sacrifice I run in there and put on my bed clothes and come out here and got in this pool because I believe God's doing something So if you've given an excuse for clothes, you've given an excuse for anything, kick it to the curb because the waters are stirred. And if you said, I'm about, I'm about to call you a number because you said I'll do it tomorrow night. I told, I told my church and I meant it. When God quits, I'm draining the pool. I drained the pool and guess what? I had two people call me today wanting to know if the pool water was still in. Nope. Because sometimes you can miss it. And you gotta wait till it comes all the way back around before you get back in it. Wet clothes isn't worth going around that mountain another time.
healing in the waters. There's healing in the waters. I've been needing. There was healing in the waters. There's healing in the waters. There's healing in the waters. I've been made new. There's healing in the waters. There's healing in the waters. There's healing in the waters. I've been made new. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are the King of glory, the King of kings.
The Lord just did a miracle and opened his ears. He said, he said I've been deaf in one ear, and the Lord just opened that ear. <laughs> oh! Woo! 
come into the water.
know, I, I want to say something real quick. Because <laughs> we're not done. I became a Christian when I was four years old, and I meant it. And I've stumbled, but I've kept it for the last 32 years. And when I walked into the kingdom, my mom walked out at the same time. And I've been praying for 32 years, and I've, I've seen her come close and then just it not last. But with God, all things are possible. And I want you to believe with me, tomorrow she goes in for a cancer screening. And I'm believing for the report of the Lord. In the name of Jesus.
you river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There's joy in the waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Let joy rise. Let joy rise. Let joy rise. Let joy rise. I've been made new. There's a word here from God. Those who've been baptized tonight came in obedience. They did what God wanted them to do. You've seen your pastor be baptized tonight. You've seen his entire family that was here baptized tonight. God is saying, because of the obedience of my people, because of the obedience of my children, I am going to light a fire in this place that will not be quenched. I am going to use you to win your community. It's not just going to be Alcoa Marable. It's not just going to be Blunt County. It's not just going to be East Tennessee. The light from this fire is going to shine throughout this world. Not because people got dunked. Not because people did something to get wet, but because they gave a testimony of their belief in the blood of Jesus Christ to save their souls. This young man down here, I don't know if you know it or not, Harley, you obeyed first. God's got a job for you to do, and he's going to do it. He's going to light a fire in this community that will not be quenched. And you are the instruments of that fire. You are the ones that are going to burn and burn bright. Because of your obedience, Pastor, God is going to give you something that you have prayed for for the last 25 years. Because of your obedience, Pastor's wife, Sister Kim, God is going to use you to do things that you never knew were possible. You three young men, you have been chosen, you have been anointed, you have been obedient, and God is going to use you in ways that you can't even dream yet. Don't lay down the fire. Don't stop believing. I'm standing before you tonight, I was supposed to be dead 20 some odd years ago, but I'm alive. If God had told me to, I would have stepped in this thing for the ninth time and been baptized. But I can tell you, if you obey God, if you lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, if you let people know that his blood is what will save them, God is going to stir souls and stir hearts that have never been touched before. In your family, in your neighborhood, around where you're at, God will move. Trust in him with all your heart. With every move of God, I just want you to be aware 
with every move of God, there's always a counterattack. Be ready. Be on guard. Because what God has started tonight is an igniting is fire. And the enemy doesn't like it. But I'm expecting even greater miracles. I'm expecting testimonies to come out of tonight's service of healing, of renewing. I'm believing for children and grandchildren to be saved. I'm expecting God to do miraculous things. Amen. 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 Would you agree with me? Bring somebody with you tomorrow. Bring some folks with you. Let's see what God's going to do tomorrow. Look, I, look, I'll be honest. King, I was a little upset with you. He he, he went changed. I was a little upset with him because Bonnie, you know, Bonnie knows Scott King is a phenomenal preacher. Man, what an amazing preacher. But I'm so thankful that he was obedient to God tonight. Because God super exceeded what we anticipated. And I believe God's going to continue to do that throughout this week. And look, I'm I know he's not here. Floyd, if we have to keep him for the rest of the week, we're going to, okay? Okay. Let's not limit God. Let's let God have his way. Amen. Amen. Father, Lord, I am so overwhelmed by your love. God, I'm overwhelmed by the faith of a people who are sincerely seeking your touch. And I believe that that faith is met tonight with action. I believe that there are things that happen tonight that are irreversible. God, you are doing something that nothing can stop because, God, you are starting it. It's not an initiative of man. It is an initiative of God. And Lord, have your way in this house. Lord, as we leave this place, may we go find the rest that we need. And may we be refreshed and revived and come expecting tomorrow to see once again the miraculous things of God take place in this house. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. We surrender ourselves to you. Our will, our way is yours, God. Have your perfect way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing that together one more time. There is joy in your waters. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. There is joy in the waters. Let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Let your rise, let your rise, let joy rise. I've been made new. Let joy rise, let joy rise, let joy rise. I've been made.